All right, well, this is nice. Boring Sports Podcast, where four lifelong friends discuss sports for no apparent reason. And here we are once again, the four of us here to discuss sports and other things. Uh, I'd like to welcome all of our listeners. Um, I had we had some fan mail from um, Tucson, Arizona, actually. So thanks for all of our fans down in Tucson. Um, yeah, just excited to be here with you guys. Before uh, we jump in, as always, anything on your your minds before we uh, start talking sports? I know uh, Dustin's uh, secretary said that this podcast wasn't for her, wasn't her style, and I yeah. just want her to know that we don't care. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe she's not for our podcast, you know. Yeah. Feelings like else, and I agree. You guys, we are talking about Josie's hair, but I'm really enjoying my the glare on top of my head tonight. It's nice. Uh, yeah, it's getting getting thinner and thinner by the day. Uh, I don't know what you mean by thin. There's nothing there. It's gone. No. <laughs> don't laugh. It's very sensitive. What percentage of the time on these podcasts do you think that you spend staring at yourself? Um. Solid thirty percent. That's that's lower than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. I would I would say I'm same same ballpark, maybe twenty five percent. I don't know. I kind of like looking around at whoever's talking, unless it's me talking. I don't like to look at myself. I what I really enjoy is when Adams talks. We really get to see two of him when he's when it's the late night podcast at home. We get his head, and right above it, we're seeing a smaller version of him kind of standing on top of his head. It's great. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to try to add some more. So there's like a lot of me in the background. <laughs> I'd look good. I'd look good. Um, can, we, can we address the elephant in the room here? Coach K, Final Four, UNC. <laughs> we need um, to rename the podcast. <laughs> that was one of my – that was one of my questions I was going to ask in, in my segment, Scott. So thank you. Yeah. Just if I if I was able to share my screen in this moment, I would just play a clip. Is it the same clip you played last time? Of course it is, Elder. The man collapsed and somehow got up so quick. Just recovered quickly. I uh, there. I'm. I'm. No one's impressed by Coach K. My favorite thing about you is that it's the same. We're just we're just redoing the same podcast every time. Sure. <laughs> you know, it. you know, I didn't even bring Coach K up. He is off my list. As is Marcus Smart. So, did you guys <laughs> Did you guys hear about uh, Eric Church? Yes, he's he canceled his Texas uh, thing to go watch UNC. Yeah, that's that's commitment. That's that's being a real fan. <laughs> That that is a real fan. I didn't know that. Yeah, he canceled. He had a sold out um, concert. I want to say his AT and T Center in Arlington. Okay. Um, sold out, and he he just tweeted out to everyone. He's like, "Hey, sorry guys, um, I'm going to the Final Four. It's kind of so. But what kind of a fan is that? Really, like, what does that tell you? Like, he scheduled he scheduled a concert during the final four. So he really didn't have any faith in his team to begin with. True. To me, that's not a great deposit. Is he going to lose on that? Oh, he's, yeah. 
I mean, put a deposit down on the the venue. I'm yeah, sure. Sure, sure you do. Yeah, I'm sure the venue's not happy. Well, is, the venue. Uh, I don't know. I just I think I think Coach K's stupid. I'm excited for him to be done. I'm excited. Like I hope. Like the only thing worse than Coach K coaching will be if I have to listen to Coach K on any form of sports station next year, because everyone wants Coach K's opinion on football or tennis. Yes. I was thinking about this the other day as I was driving. I'm still not sure what you don't like about Coach K, other than that he fell slow when he fainted. Yeah, I, that. No. <laughs> How do you not know? He only won four championships in 120 years. Right. Isn't it five? Can we get a Can we get a fact check? I think it's five. It could be five. I mean, I mean, you want real success? Look at Gino Ariema. Right, women, UConn. I mean, that's success. The guy goes to the Final Four like 27 times in a row. He was that's on, success. He was just on uh, around the horn tonight. Didn't he win like 118 games in a row at one point? Yeah, Coach K has five. We've been shortening him one this whole time. Yeah, well, you know, he wears – I think he has literally worn the same exact suit for 40 years. He's got uh, the same hairdo, same hair color. Same hair, same oh. shoe, same tie. And it hurt. He gets headaches when he cuts his hair, guys, and he's frugal. <laughs> I'm just – I'm ready. I just – I hate what he stands for. I hate the type of person he is. What does he stand for? What does he stand for? That's a good question. See, no one even knows. How do you hate it? Because if it was worth standing for, everyone would know it. <laughs> yeah. I'm down and just like people don't even know how to say his last name, so they just call him Coach K. So he's won five championships in 42 years. That means 12% of the seasons he wins the championship. Yeah, and what's even more impressive is that 50% of the season Tom Brady wins a championship. <laughs> there's 30 football teams, and there's 130 something college basketball teams. And again, when you're playing against the likes of BYU versus Duke. It's not very hard to win a championship. No, you have to you have to beat the teams in the final four in the championship. It's a whole tournament. Who they just beat? Like St. Peter's? Is that who they just beat? Who did they who did they beat in the Elite Eight? Um Arkansas. 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 Who even knew they had a basketball team? See, that's who he's winning to get into the so final. You're four. saying that winning championships is actually actually pretty easy. For him. In college, it in college it should it is easy. I don't know how he doesn't have more. The, what I don't like is that he does not have more than five. He should have like sixteen. So you're unimpressed altogether by the March Madness tournament because whoever wins, it's just like, oh yeah, that was easy. Yeah, I'm not impressed at but, all. When you've got St. Peter's, you've got that grandma. Only one lady. team can win each year. Yeah. Okay. How have you not been hired as a coach if it's that easy and you're that good? I'm not interested in March Madness. It's not mad. I mean, we talked about this last week. It's in April. The majority of the best games are in April. It's March 31st. You kidding me? This makes no sense. Oh. Scott, what did you have? 12% of the time. He has the highest winning percentage in college basketball history. He was 88-1 and as the Olympic coach, has four gold medals, 
Mm-hmm. You act like playing against Tony Kukoc is hard. Like shame on the U.S. Well, for ever better losing than any a game, other period, USA in the USA coach. What? He's a better record than any other Team USA coach. I'm still not convinced he was the not the coach when they in 2008. And maybe I'm not even thinking about the Olympics. Maybe I'm thinking about 2006. Was that a band, the FIBA World Championships? He's only lost one game as a Team USA coach. Pretty good record. Um, well, Nils, do you want to jump into your topic for the day? Sure. I got you. It's time for the main event. Here's to you, Nelson. You had a full week to pick a topic for the podcast, and you are currently searching for sports headlines during this sounder. You may not live in an area with high-speed internet, but let's be honest, you wouldn't have read the whole article anyway. So sit back, relax, and get ready for the latest in sports news, possibly true information, and some other stuff you didn't want to know. My favorite part about the sounder is how it definitely has like the hillbilly music at the end. Yeah. You know, it's making fun of my small town. I had him do that on purpose. Oh, that's, I like it. It's good. Um, what, what number of podcasts is this for? Is this number five, six? Five. So, uh, early on. So I guess what I'm saying, it's early on and, and I, I've mixed it up a little bit. There, when there's no good headline, I, I went for the would you rather. And today I'm going to just ask you a few questions. Today I got three questions I want to discuss. I have points to those questions, but I'm, I'm going to ask you guys your thoughts on these questions. So here's my first question. Is there a new guard in the NBA, like a new generation? Is, the, is there a changing of the guard going on in the NBA right now? And I asked that, well, let me hear your thoughts. So I'll tell you my- What the position? You're not talking about position guard. You're not talking about like a- No, no, I'm not talking about position guard. I'm talking about, you know how you hear about like the old guard or the new guard, like a, a changing of the guard. Like uh, it's a new generation of players, a new generation of teams uh, coming in. Do you feel like, do you feel like there's that going on in the NBA right now or no? Or do you need me to elaborate more? No, I, I mean, I, 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 I think so. I think just LeBron not probably not making the playoffs this year is kind of the, the signal that we've got to move on now. Well, that's what I think too. You look at, you look at some of the teams, look at LeBron James not making the playoffs. Look at, Kevin Durant in what the first year Brooklyn was the number one team in the power rankings. And I understand that James Harden left and I understand that Kyrie Irving hasn't played a lot, but regardless, you went from number one and you're the eighth seed right now. And your team's been completely dismantled. I mean, all your old players are not your top guys. And now look at who your top guys are. Ja Morant, Ja Morant, however you say his name. It's a pretty basic name. Yeah. I can't say it very well. Not like French or anything, I don't think. (laughs) Simple simple jaw. Um, (laughs) You got jaw, Devin Booker, all these young guys. You know, I think um, when you're talking about changing of the guard, I feel like the old guard, so to speak, I feel like they still dominate the league, but you're you're talking about all-time great players like LeBron James is still like he's still so good. He um, so Kevin good, Durant he is not dominating the league. He's scoring. He's probably gonna. He has a chance at winning this uh, scoring leader award, but he's Look, not just, 
LeBron's incredible. He's still playing at a super high level. Um, I think that's the difference. Like, you put – like, LeBron was going to the finals with Anderson Verjao as his number two. (laughs) Kevin Durant is playing in the Eastern Conference with Kyrie Irving and James Harden and whoever else is on their team. Who is it? Well, James Harden's not on his team. Well, and you got Ben – the fact is that Kevin Durant can't even do by himself what LeBron did in his – I'm disgusted by Kevin Durant and his inability to lead a squad without any form of help. Elder, you're, you're disgusted, vomit for Kevin Durant. It's not the question. I don't know who the new – I mean, I don't know who the new Wade is. Well, There's this is my point. Guys, but I think until somebody starts winning championships, you don't know who – whose league is it? I don't know. Well, here's here's the thing. You think about the league, and every single year there's a draft, right? And you can look at any draft, and there's a star or multiple stars in every draft. So there really shouldn't be a feeling of a change in the guard. It happens every year. Slowly someone phases out, and slowly someone comes in new. But we kind of generationalize the NBA, right? We have the generation of Carl Malone and John Stockton and and Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen you know, the glove and Reggie Miller and all those guys. And then you have the generation of Kevin Durant, uh, LeBron James, and some of the guys that are, have started to leave are kind of linked with them, like Dwayne Wade, like Chris Bosh, you know, like Carmelo Anthony, who's still in the league but doing nothing. And now you have, you know, kind of a newer generation. Steph Curry's a little younger, but, but kind of there. But now you have Giannis, I think would be dominant as a younger player. I think you're going to see Devin Booker. I mean, they made the finals last year, the number one seed this year. You're going to see Devin Booker rise. Obviously, Jaws legitimate. Um, Joel Embiid, he's he's a good star in his own right. And you look at the teams that are on the top. They're young. Every team that's on the top is led by young stars and not the old stars. I think, like, I mean, you look at a decade by decade, kind of, you're like, the 80s was – Bird and Magic. The 90s was Isaiah, Thomas, the Bad Boy Pistons, and then Jordan. And then you look at the 2000s was the Spurs and the Lakers, Duncan and Colby. And then 2010 and on was LeBron and KD. And now, like, 2020s, it's going to be, like, Steph's in there. But I think until we see who wins the next couple championships, it's hard to say, like, this is Joel Embiid's league, or this is Giannis's league until he wins one or two more. But it's going to happen inevitably, right? Like it's going to be someone new. Yeah. Like the old guys are out. I mean, um, is it just me or is James Harden just not as good as he used to be? Yeah, he's not. I mean, yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, he he never had to play second fiddle to anybody. And then all of a sudden, well, I guess he did in Oklahoma City, but once he got to Houston, it was like, it's just, I'm going to work the clock and dribble it down until there's three seconds of a shot clock and take a step back. The real victim here is Tobias Harris. The thing that, yeah, but the thing that killed Harden really is the same thing that killed Trey Young. Is that they stopped calling fouls on pump fake fadeaways and kicking legs out and, and arms flailing and, and continuation on everything. They yep. tighten that up, and all of a sudden, Trey Young and James Harden can't score like they used to. I mean, you haven't hardly heard anything about Trey Young this year. Yeah. Trey ain't doing nothing. 
He's a he's a one hit wonder. He's he's over with. Any other questions for us? Yeah, I do. That was just interesting. Next question. What this is a question I have. Look at the uh, NCAA bracket. Sixty four teams. And this is kind of a homework question, but we're all from Utah, so I'm gonna ask it anyway. Sixty four teams, not one from Utah, not one basketball team from Utah. What's Utah doing? They're they're not good at basketball. They're generally, I mean, not great at football. Okay, in some instances, the Utes did well this year. Uh, what is Utah? What is the state of Utah best able to recruit at? I mean, what can we do? Not basketball. <laughs> not basketball. We got football here, though. I think that we can recruit to football, but but not really. I mean, Utah State, Utah University's a little bit, but Utah State's. I guess Utah State was okay this year. BYU was okay this year, but they're not. They're not going to the. We've never had anyone in the NCAA playoff. The um, I mean, you had Zach Wilson come out of BYU just recently. Utah's putting a lot of NFL guys in there. Taysom Hill's in there too. Yeah, I mean, sadly, Taysom Hill's about to be done with Sean Payton out of the out of there now. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't think Taysom Hill will find a home somewhere? Maybe at tight end, apparently. But and and you got Jordan Love in the league as a quarterback. So you got three quarterbacks in the league right now, and Jordan Love is not starting. But you got Taysom Hill, Jordan Love, and Zach Wilson, all Utah recruits. Smith, he's a Utah boy. Yeah, there's quite a few. Ziggy, Ziggy Ansaw is in there. Um, the D-line, too. A lot of D-line. The, Daniel Sorensen was a safety for eight years with Kansas City. He just got released. Yeah, he needed to be released. He played horrible last year. Yeah, but, I mean, he's, he made his money. He's good. I sat by him at a jazz game once. Really? Yeah, I didn't tell, I didn't tell him that he played horrible. but <laughs> so, This was recently. Uh, it was before last football season. Was in, was I'm almost certain that he is the one who – do you remember that Super Bowl uh, Steelers versus Cardinals? We were all in the BMW, so yes, – I was wondering how we remember that because we didn't watch it. Maybe you yeah, did. I didn't watch it either. Um, anyways, I'm pretty sure Daniel Sorensen was who the final touchdown got thrown on. Like, I, I think it was – I can't remember who caught the touchdown. From Big Ben – Seconds left, Daniel Sorensen's guy gave it up. And if it wasn't Daniel Sorensen, it was definitely a BYU guy, but I'm almost positive it was Daniel Sorensen. I don't think so. I think Daniel Sorensen was drafted by um, Kansas City, and that's the only team he's played for. I'm verifying right now, though. Yeah, verify, please. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, soda shops. Yeah. Came out of course, crumble cookie. Yeah. yeah, crumble cookie. I was gonna. You want to know what I was gonna say? I was gonna say the Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics sports. A lot of a lot of Utah people in the Winter Olympics. That's yeah. Um, the BYU women's um, soccer team played in the national championship. I don't know if you guys knew that. So so does the volleyball. The volleyball often is ranked number one many many years. We have athletic females apparently. We have volleyball yeah. and, and winter Olympic sports, and that's it. And it's just a disgrace. I, we need to get good at – I mean, I, we're okay at football, but not great. And it's quite honestly a disgrace that we can't put anyone into the 
uh, NCAA March Madness basketball tournament. I so mean, what are you going to do? What's, how are you going to help contribute to this? Me? What are you going to do to help Utah? I'm not contributing to it. I, hey, I'm a wrestling guy. In wrestling, the greatest wrestler known to mankind is from Utah, from Heber City. Uh, and Kel Sanderson, which, whom you probably don't know. I thought he was from like Iowa. He went, he went to Iowa State. He wrestled at Iowa State, but he's from Heber City. He went to Wasatch High School. Wow. First time hearing yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. 139-0 in college wrestling. Went on to win the Olympics and the Worlds. And now he coaches Penn State, and he's won like six national titles in seven years as the coach of Penn State. So he's pretty well. Take that, Coach K. Yeah, he's, he's way better than Coach K. Joseph, it's a guy Josie could get behind if he followed wrestling, but he's from Heber City, Utah. So that's, that's good, good to hear. But in general, Penn, I mean, Pennsylvania and New York are way bigger wrestling states than Utah. And so I just, Utah's a big basketball state. Everywhere you go, there's basketball everywhere. Frank but, Jackson. Local what? product, Frank Jackson. Oh, yeah, Frank Jackson. He, was a, he went to Duke. He was a Blue Devil. He was a Lone Peak high school player. How about Danny Ainge? He Sam? actually was from Oregon. But yeah, 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 but he's spot. He played at BYU, so that's a Utah recruit. Okay. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. We got work to do. Bottom line is the state of Utah has work to do. It does. It's got a lot of work to do. A lot of work. Here's my last question. Are you ready for this question? Last question. Are you ready? Sam, are you ready for this? Of course I'm ready. Is Coach K's final run, is Coach K's final run hinder or help Duke in the final four? Like is, is the pressure of his team trying to perform for his final go going to hurt Duke or help or? No, they're getting every call, every sympathy. The other teams aren't even playing hard against them. This would be the story of the year if Coach K wins this. You really think the NCAA program is going to let him lose this tournament? It's a North joke. Carolina wants Duke to win. That's what Justy's saying. <laughs> yeah, North Carolina's just going to quit. It's, it's the feel-good story of the year. Everyone wants Coach K to win. That'd be six. Well, oh, not everyone. Six, Adam, six in 43 years. What is that percentage? It's got to be up 12. 13, maybe. 14. What are you eating there, Josie? Graham crackers. Are those are those traditional graham crackers or are they like um, oh that's a traditional graham? You just you got you got any milk or you're just eating those dry. Great huh? graham cracker, but I'm I'm very thirsty. Yeah, I can imagine. What's your well, what's your number one um, beverage to go with a graham cracker? Are you a milk guy or my number one beverage overall is like a Diet Mountain Dew, but with a graham cracker, I think a root beer sounds really good right now. Okay. My, my dad does graham crackers and milk, but it feels like a very old person bedtime snack. <laughs> does he do it for his bedtime snack or will he do it like at lunchtime? I mean, he'll, he'll do an impromptu graham crackers and milk at any time of day. Really? When I turned off my camera, that's what I was doing, is trying to find a snack in the cupboard. <laughs> and I came away with graham crackers, unfortunately. So. Oh, 
that's all the questions I got. I, I don't know if we like the questions, but I'll try. I'll just keep trying something new until I find something we like. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're doing a fine job. Nils. Yeah, this is fine much job. better than previously, so well done. Um, I'm still a little bit intrigued by this graham cracker thing. What, what other options did you turn down to get to the graham cracker? Um, a wide variety of chips, some Cheez-Its, a cheese stick, a yogurt, a sandwich. A lot of savory things. What's that? I said, are those your, did you buy those graham crackers or did your parents? Well, I have a little bit of self-respect. I bought these. <laughs> I noticed that you're not uh, breaking the graham cracker on the perforation. You're just going right for it. I attempt to, but I'm not upset if it doesn't work out. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm curious how it doesn't work out. Like when I break it and it doesn't, I look at it and be like, oh, that's weird. And then I just keep eating. It is weird why it doesn't work out. Yeah. Now perforation is just, that's just there to make you feel good. Kind of like when you rip the paper that has the perforated edges, it's supposed to rip clean and it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of this? Yeah. Here's the engineers uh, to make those Teddy Grahams or Graham crackers, just they ain't cutting it. I think no. that's, that's one of the problems that maybe we're not talking about enough in America is we need deeper perforations. I agree. I mean, we're dealing with this Russia thing and all the sanctions. Why don't we take this time to make the preparations a little bit better? Yeah. Deeper perforations on grams, checkbooks, other perforated things. Mm-hmm. That's kind of across the board. I know you guys have seen that picture of that check I have that once that I ripped right off the top because the perforation wasn't great. <laughs> Remember that? I don't know. You, you yeah. show us a lot of checks. It's kind of like your thing. I like to show the dollar ninety-eight check. It's my favorite. I can't believe you were the ideal person for Mel Luca, Elder. <laughs> I was. I'm the guy they were looking for. Not you was. You are. You I have. <laughs> I get my dollar ninety-eight check. I'm happy. I'm thrilled. It's like you know, let's get this guy to spend sixty bucks a month, and we'll send him two bucks. Hey, and what what upsets me the most about that? I'm probably doing Mel Luca still out of spite because. When we were in the meeting getting sold, they were way more interested in selling you, Josie, than me. They were like, ah, you're a scrub. We don't want to talk to you. And that's probably what's made me, out of spite, stay in the look at like, what now? What? I'm still here. <laughs> Elder, it was strictly a population thing. I lived in Salt Lake County. You lived in Richfield. I was at the meeting. I drove up. I drove two hours to that meeting. And they did not care for me in that meeting. They cared. Well, hence the reason they let you into the meeting. Well, they let me in, and if they obviously figured me out because I lived my entire life off of spite, and that's what I'm doing here. I'll stay in Mel Luca till I die to prove that I was the person they should have been talking to in that meeting. <laughs> oh, you can't. You can't blame them. You got a faulty mayor where you lived. Who knows what sanctions they're going to pose? Probably not going to allow you to sell Mel Luca. <laughs> I don't sell it. So that's, I mean, if I was selling it, I'd be getting more than a dollar ninety-eight check a month. I have one person in my pyramid under me. It's not even a pyramid. It's like not a, a pyramid. multi-level. Yeah, multi. It's got one multi-level. Level. Yeah. It's got a level. It's got a level. It's not a pyramid. It's just a straight line. It's a line segment, really. Who is under you? Uh, my sister-in-law. And is that how you're getting your two dollars? Yes. <laughs> my sister-in-law. And myself, I, I actually think I'm supposed to make like seven dollars, 
but I opted early on to be able to view my pyramid and you can't, <laughs> you can't unopt out of it. Like once you opt it, you cannot unopt out of it. So they pull $5 from every check <laughs> so that I can look at the one person underneath me. And I don't even remember my password to do that. So I can't do that anymore. But I, I lose that five bucks every single month. Oh. Very well worth it though. Yeah, I mean, you got to know, you got to understand your business before you can really start making money. I do. I got to know who that one person underneath me is. It's kind of like this podcast. Like we need to know who our one listener is and we're yeah. very thankful for Bree. Yeah. So do you, Adams, do you pay for your pyramid? I stopped doing that a long time ago. What, paying for the pyramid? Or you, no, you call them and they'll, they'll turn it off for you. Oh, so you know more than I do. Yeah, they give you a guilt trip about it. They're like, you're not, we're not going to let you turn this back on if you turn it off for six months. Really, I'm like, okay, all right. You're not um, looking at your pyramid. You don't, you don't know where I'm at on the pyramid then. I, I got a rough idea. I don't think you've moved. No, I'm still at the bottom. Of that <laughs> I, I remember I signed up first and then uh, you got about 40 people. You just bumped right above me. <laughs> I was pretty let down. I was pretty disheartened. Uh, well, well, I, well Joe's. They needed it more than you. Yeah. Joe's. Um, can we get a little sounder for Josie? Let's jump into Josie's soon. It's time for Josie's list. It's 10 things he wrote down on a napkin that he believes to be accurate, but are probably wrong. All right, elders. So I got a few uh, potentially controversial topics here. You know, I, I not too controversial, of course, but I am a big fan, highly amused by everything Michael Vick. The jail sentence, the reason he went to jail, the $100 million he got when he got out of jail. Uh, he wronged Donovan McNabb, a longtime Philly starting QB, out of a job. Um, I, I'm, I'm heavily amused, and he's now gone into retirement quietly. You don't hear much from him. He did things the right way, the American way. Any thoughts? I 100% I agree. I, I can remember back I had an Xbox game, a Madden. Michael Vick was on the cover. I, it was 2005, 2006, somewhere in there. And if you were playing that game and if you wanted to win, all you had to do was be the Atlanta Hawks, and they had Michael Vick's speed turned up so high. You just shotgun, hike the ball, and just run around in circles. And, and whenever you decide, run to the end zone. Nobody can catch you. Unpossible. I just want to clarify something real quick. Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. That's actually the second time Nils has made an error of calling the team a wrong name. It is. It's the city. I'm thinking the wrong sport, right city. Wrong sport, right city. Yeah. But yes, Atlanta Falcons. I love Michael Vick. I had a Michael Vick jersey hanging on my wall when I was growing up, in fact. I mean, let's appreciate the fact. Can you name another athlete who – I mean, all these athletes get in trouble all the time. He actually went to jail for like two years. Yeah. Even the yeah. athletes, they don't go to jail. There's a nice 30 for 30 about Michael Vick. I think it's a 30 for 30 um, documentary. Um, pretty interesting talks about his uh, dog fighting days, but – yeah, I, I, I like Michael Vick. I support him. I mean, his legs are what everybody remembers, but that dude had a rocket. Like, yeah. he's about as tight of a spiral as you could throw, and 
quick as release. He was lefty, so the people talked about that being weird for yeah. ball rotating the wrong way, but it was crisp. Um, moving on to, I'm I'm also heavily amused and fully support um, the baseball garbage can sign stealing Astros World Championship run. Um, the fact that their players could discern what was going on based on bats hitting a metal garbage can. The fact is they still had to hit the fastball. They still had to understand that a curve was coming. So if you were to tell me, hey, Sam, this guy's throwing a changeup, I would still strike out. So I, I feel that they were falsely thrown under the bus. I feel they still had to perform. And I don't feel that hitting garbage cans gave them that much of an advantage, contrary to what the other people at baseball thought. But this is kind of one of the uh, this is kind of one of the dumb parts about baseball is like you're you're literally like giving your signs out like to everybody. You're just like showing the signs, and you're like, oh, that's not fair. They were looking at our signs. Like, well, they're right there. <laughs> like, we yeah. can't come up with a better play calling system than this. Um, I just want to point out the fact that we we've spent probably a minute and a half talking about baseball, which is really unlike us. And we're moving right along. Oh, well, hold on! I want to go back to Michael Vick. Michael Vick, two thousand four. He had a ninety-five speed rating, and he's considered the most dominant character in sports video game history. Michael Vick, two thousand four. Yeah. What I about with him at Virginia Tech? Well, on NCAA football. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I just found this on the internet, so you know it's true. What did you Google to find that? I Googled Michael Vick Madden ratings, and then it comes up. Somehow Vick ended up as just a 90, 90 overall. He had 84 throwing accuracy rating, which isn't outstanding for a video game QB, but his other attributes turned him from a quarterback into one of the most dominant characters in sports video game history. One of the most. Because uh, Tecmo Bowl, um, Bo Jackson – dominated yeah back in the old mad 91 or whatever yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, you know Niels tried to tried to blanket us with he's the most dominant when hey. the list clearly said one of the you know what i i try to uh manipulate what i'm reading to my advantage and i i'm just i'm a pro i'm with you michael vick was so dominant in the video game who cares about the real life michael vick he's a legend in video game and I the dog fights are great. I'm I'm a fan of the dog fights too. Sure. Who isn't? So moving on. I personally don't like this guy. I don't like Colin Kaepernick. I don't like his haircut. I don't appreciate him as a player. I hate that everyone thinks he's been blackballed from the league when he got cut and he actually didn't even get cut. He opted out of a player option for ten million dollars. Opted out, claims no one would give him a job. You were the backup at this time on like a three-win 49ers team. You're, you're not – you're not. why would anyone think you're good enough to start in this league when you are the backup of a team that can only win three games? And then he goes on, gets all this money from Nike, makes these shoes. I, I just – he keeps putting these workout videos out there. It's like, no one cares, Colin. Move on. I, I never thought I'd find myself in a position ever of – defending Michael Vick and I I'm not really trying to do that now but at the first of this podcast in talking about Coach K our favorite podcast topic you made the comment that you didn't like him because you didn't know what he stood what he stood for and I you got to give 
Colin Kaepernick credit because you don't know what Coach K stands for, but you do know what Colin Kaepernick kneels for. You know. No, I think we can all agree Colin's only doing everything he's currently doing because he keeps getting money for doing it. And we all can't agree. Or care about it at all. That's what I'm saying, that we all can't agree on that. We know what he's kneeling for. Money like Colin knew he was on his way out of the league, and he thought, "Oh crap! I better do something here quick. I gotta get the spotlight back on me." I, better I actually take have a theory that he just kneeled because he was tired, and they asked him about it after, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I was making a statement." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> I like that actually. Hey, he turned something into nothing. Yeah, and he had a pretty good. Uh, he had a pretty good run. Was it Alex Smith that he took over for? It was, and he beat the. He was the. He was a detriment to the Packers. So I, I hated him. He beat us like three times. I, yeah, I he had a pretty good Al, one there. It was Al Smith, and then Al Smith also got wronged by Patrick Mahomes. Me hating the Utes. I'm thrilled to see that occur to him. I'm thrilled. You know what? I'm adding Al Smith to my list right now. I hope that guy's leg. I wish they would have cut it off. I wish he would have <laughs> never come back to the Redskins. No one cares about it. I see him on billboards now about public speaking. No one cares, Alex. You got $100 million to be a terrible NFL quarterback, and you broke your leg. You know what? You can break my leg if I get $100 million too, okay? I'm a big Alex Smith guy. I like Big him. Alex Smith guy. His comeback, there's a little ESPN clip on it. I don't know, seven what minutes comeback? or so. That'll, that'll, that'll change your perspective. If, if no ESPN has a special about a guy, then Scott is a fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a sucker for those. Elder, There's one what, about what? Mike Gleason. Do you guys know who Mike Gleason is? No. no. I didn't either until I watched the special. Big, big Mike Gleason guy. Yeah. Elder, what comeback are you talking about without Smith? <laughs> Coming back from almost getting his leg chopped off to starting in the NFL. Elder. What's more impressive, him coming back from almost getting his leg chopped off or Jason Pierre-Paul getting his hand blown off with a firework and then <laughs> winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> he actually did get his hand cut off, not almost. Fingers. Was it? I hate Alex Smith. I, I've been impressed. I, I feel like fingers are pretty necessary as like a D lineman because you're grabbing old linemen, trying to shed them. And- yeah. He can't no, grab a jersey with his left hand. Yeah. That's true. Alex Smith would be able to grab the football with one leg still. So, What's unfortunate is none of those people had their body parts insured. Like you look at Troy Polamalu who insures his hair. Uh, Clay Matthews insures his hair. And unfortunately, nothing ever happens to the hair. But you don't insure your leg, boom, it's gone. You don't insure your hand, boom, it's gone. That's something to think about. Moving down. I want to know why everyone's down on the decision. LeBron's decision to take his talents to South Beach. I appreciate the decision. It got good ratings. It surely got him a lot of money. Why would he, why would, if the decision, if ESPN came to you and said, hey, we'll give you $10 to tell us, $10 million to tell us on live TV where you're playing. Would you not do it? Hey, hang on. Hang on, get a phone call. Okay. Yeah, that was 2010. They wanted their they wanted their hot take back. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, and I can appreciate that, and I can appreciate that. But what I want to know is why did anyone care? 
Let me tell you, let me tell you, this is maybe not specifically about the decision, but it's about LeBron James in total, and we'll come back to the decision. LeBron James is a plague on teams in the NBA, a plague. You look at, sure, he's won some championships, but he was in Cleveland for four years. And when he left, he left them with nobody and no draft picks. Then he goes to the Heat, wins a few championships. Four years later, when he leaves, he leaves them with nobody. Three dudes retired from that team, and they had zero draft picks, no draft picks. Then he goes back to Cleveland, wins a championship, he does. But when he leaves in four years again, again, he leaves them with a bunch of old dudes, old Kevin Love, who's worthless, and no draft picks. Elder, we're not talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. No one cares about the 28th pick in the draft. Well, what I'm telling you is everyone, everywhere he goes, look at the LA right now. They, they trade away every draft pick they have trying to win now with LeBron, and they screw themselves for the next decade. But wouldn't I mean, you? I mean, that's exactly what I would do if, if LeBron came to my team. I'm like, all right, I'm mortgaging the farm. We're going all in. Like, we're blowing up the, the salary cap. Like, this is our shot. Like, we've, we've got a shot maybe for the first time in the history of our franchise to win a championship. And the real letdown this year is definitely Anthony Davis. LeBron's done all he can do for the last two years. Well, it's impossible to win a championship with Russell Westbrook on the roster. Yeah, it is. And I'm more impressed with the Steph Curry than Adams. I'm more impressed with the Steph Curry that you don't have to trade away all your draft picks and you still win championships. I mean, they've maintained good draft picks. They've maintained tradable assets, even when Curry and them have been out. You know, when Curry went down, Clay Thompson went down, and they all went down. They, you know, they had enough assets to trade to get D'Angelo Russell. I mean, they still, those are, to me, that's a good player. Not somebody that you have to trade away your entire franchise for to try to win it. And what does that say for LeBron? Like, if that's what you have to do, yes, I understand what you're saying. I understand as GM, you go all in and you try to win the championship. But if that's what you have to do, is that really the greatest player of all time? That that's the way you're doing it? It's not because of him then. It's because you literally trade everything away for one year. And someone's got strong feelings on LeBron. We're going to move right along here to Paul Pierce being upset that Isaiah Thomas got a tribute video. Uh, I'm with Paul on this. I hate Isaiah Thomas. I think he's a schmuck. I'm glad he got cut. I'm actually thrilled. I love – nothing gets my jollies going more than when I see a chump like Isaiah Thomas hurt his hip, get cut, and then be able to not find a job. And then claim like, oh, my sister died. Oh, my hips hurt. And I played for the city. No one cares, Isaiah. No one forced you to play with a bad hip. Sorry about your sister, but you better show up for game five. No one forced you to play with a bad hip. And you've had two surgeries on the hip. You really can't shake it off now, Isaiah. Maybe it's time you're done. You played two seasons. What's that? Back in the league. He's like a backup guard for the Pelicans or something. Yeah, he's on like his third. They just signed him for the – remainder of the season but I mean no one cares about Isaiah Thomas. and I think what what troubled me the most is his attitude you look at him in interviews he thought he was hot crap you you went from the Kings to the Suns to the Celtics to the Cavaliers to the Lakers to the I think you went to the Grizzlies for a minute to the Mavericks for a minute the dude's been on like 13 teams yeah I'm- all because of a bad hip but he also finished fourth in MVP voting one year. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, I don't think so. 
going on to the next. Um, did we already talk about Charles Oakley last week? A little bit. Okay, we're going to skip him then. What about Antoine Walker? No, we haven't talked about How does a man, Antoine Walker, you know what? We're going to actually skip over Antoine Walker. We're going straight to Vin Baker. <laughs> Are you all familiar with Vin Baker? Oh, yeah. The, the, great the guy great. worked at Starbucks post-NBA. Post-NBA Starbucks. Post-NBA working at Starbucks. He might currently still work there. Vin Baker was – is he manager or is he just – you just uh, I think he was just maybe. He was day shift uh-huh. help. Did he were or was he in need of the money? No, definitely in need of the money. Uh, that's my point. How do you lose this much money? How does Antoine Walker blow over $100 million? And I get like, oh, they got to pay agents. They got to pay blah, blah, blah. It's $100 million. The reason I don't understand. Baker is because I'll always rewatch the clip of Vince Carter jumping over that dude from France in the Olympic game. And Vin Baker was next to Kevin Garnett, like right there on the court, just like freaking out. <laughs> that was crazy. But yeah, Vin Baker, Starbucks. Yeah. I'm surprised he couldn't do something better than Starbucks. Yeah, I'm convinced they only hired. They didn't even know who he was. <laughs> it's calling uh, in for the interview process. Uh, Vincent, Vincent, can I call you Vinny? Can I call you Vinny? <laughs> Tell us about your prior work experience. Um, <laughs> Work for the Seattle Supersonics organization. Uh, they, they don't exist anymore, do they? Okay. Um, <laughs> is, that why, is that why you stopped working there? Yeah. <laughs> I can actually see him. I made hundreds of millions of dollars playing professional basketball across the country. So, so you don't know how to make a copy. <laughs> well, and if you lost all your money. One of the prerequisites. Yes. <laughs> And don't you think, like, I'd be a little hesitant, like, okay, so you blew your own money, you're out of the, you're the business you were in, and now you want to come ruin my company. Like, I don't think so, Vin, you're going elsewhere, bud. So. You think anyone was like, he seems overqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Three high school kids and Vin Baker coming in for interviews. I'd almost be nervous to go into that store with the Vin working. Do you think anyone asks for his autograph ever? I'm convinced no one knew who he was. <laughs> so next up, I hate on sports chat shows or like you're watching a game and it says like, this is the first time in sports history that we've seen a stat of 28 points and 17 rebounds, one assist and two stills. And they just put together numbers that, of course, it's the first. This is not an impressive stat. It's just. It's, it's numbers that make no sense. So, yes, congratulations. This is the first time. Uh, that was like every game with Andre Karolinko. I don't you guys remember that. <laughs> yeah. He got seven blocks, three rebounds. Well, the, it always has to be like four points. It's the only time anyone's ever done that. And, and sometimes they go even further than that. Sometimes it's not like he's got seven blocks, four rebounds, and 13 points in the first 13 and a half minutes of a game. No one's ever done that before. Yeah. <laughs> like, they like they, yeah. they just find yeah. on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Josie, I I can't agree more. I actually I've had this thought many times, and it's just hilarious to me when I hear these random stats pulled out. Like this is the first time ever that a team has started 20, 21 and five with miss with playing seven different starters and having this and this and this. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, this is the first time it's ever happened. Like 
That's the most random thing in the yeah. world. And it's not, no one's impressed. I don't get it. <laughs> no one's impressed. So, yeah. Scott, what kind of pillow is that? Is that a my pillow? No. Oh, I like the my pillow or a gel pillow. Is, is a my pillow? A purple pillow. I, I no, it, my pillow. It's a purple bed. Oh, how, how do you like the purple bed? I've been considering a purple bed because I like the purple I, pillow. I like it. I don't love it. Um, I feel like there's a lot of hype around the purple bed. Like, oh man, yeah, you got a oh, purple bed. You know, it's okay. It's a little, probably a little bit more firm than I like, but you like firm. Yeah, mine's really firm. I I got a my pillow and I I love it. It's great. Is my pillow the dude that got in some hot water? Yeah, yeah. Mike Lindell. He's a big Trump supporter. So yeah, on, and if you're on the other side of the aisle, you, you're not a fan. But and uh, Mike Lindell is not the guy that died recently. Who was the other, uh, who was the infomercial guy that looked like Al Borland from Home Improvement that died? Billy Mays? Yes, yes. Did Billy Mays die? What year yes. is he? <laughs> 2010. Josie's, Josie's breaking news is that LeBron's decision and Billy Mays has died. <laughs> so, so, so we're we're gonna we're going to some, we're gonna close up here with two two topics. So we all remember Allen Iverson's famous rant of practice. We talk about practice, yeah, right? Yeah, I love that. If there was anyone who needed practice in anything in life, it was Allen Iverson. He. If he was my son, I would be disgusted to say my son was Allen Iverson. Why? No etiquette, no class, no self-respect. He goes from Philly to the Nuggets to the Pistons back to Philly. He kissed the court when he was like 56 years old, his last game in <laughs> Philly. About, he played. about every two years, he gives a, a, a rally. They have him come in and ring the bell. He's like... He's like the 76ers handicapped child that they're trying to make feel good by giving him an opportunity to do he something. Too, he too lost all his money. Right. Let me and tell you what I like about Allen Iverson to your comment earlier. Allen Iverson played 14 seasons and played them at – he averaged 26.7 points per game. And when he, he retired, he said, I've announced – he announced retirement citing he lost his, his desire to play. Like he just – he was good – and then he was done. And to your argument earlier, like look at um, Isaiah Thomas, you know, keeps playing, keeps playing. He sucks, but he keeps trying to play. Look at Derrick Rose, good, and then he got crappy and he keeps playing. So I respect Allen Iverson. When he started not being good, he quit. I love Allen. Um, one thing I love about Allen Iverson is his shoes. Those shoes are sweet. The ones with like the little honeycomb in the heel. Oh, yeah. So, did you know Allen Iverson had, funny enough, well, who's his shoe company? Reebok, Adidas? Yeah, Reebok. Yeah, they owe so, him some money here coming up. Yeah, they also assumed he was a degenerate. And so, they didn't – they, in his contract, like, they're withholding money to, like, 2027 or something, and then they owe him, like, 40 million bucks. Yeah, so he's so, just going to hang on. But I keep thinking, like, can't he, can't he broker a deal with somebody that's like, I'm going to sign this annuity over to you for $30 million. And take his thirty million, and just be happy and not be poor. And right. There's got to be some sort of financial gateway for him to access those funds. But so, 
we're gonna uh he too is one of the great video game stats guy in his time he he could score well with Allen Iverson he stepped over Tyron Lue which I'll always appreciate uh that was a nice moment and now that guy's a coach can you believe that that guy's a coach in the NBA after being stepped over Fun fact about Tyron Lue, the only player who has ever played on the same team as Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. Oh. Interesting. And uh, you know not necessarily over that you didn't like Josie. What's that? You know another coach that was stepped over that you don't like. Who? Coach K. You got a video of it. You show it to us every week. Well, you know, not to to add to what Adams just said about the only person to play with LeBron, Michael, and Kobe, uh, Brian Russell played with Shaq, Kobe, MJ, and John and Carl. How about that? I feel like we're just pulling stats like we just talked about. The only exactly. guy I'd ever play with these seven guys. Exactly. Like, we can, who cares? <laughs> so, so now I'm going to end this here. I want a one-word answer from one name. I'm going to give you two names, and I want – no, no. We're gonna go with Adams, then Nils, and then MVP. Whose side are you on, Will Smith, Chris Rock? Will Smith, always. Nils, Chris Rock, MVP. Will Smith. I am a Chris. I am Chris Rock. Shame on Will Smith. I'm not even convinced his wife has alopecia, and even if she did. Shame on Will Smith. He was laughing at the joke until he saw his wife getting mad. And then two days ago, someone released a clip of him making someone making fun of someone with alopecia. Down on Will. I, I just I don't even care about any of that. Look how Chris Rock took that punch. Like he took it well. Yeah, that was impressive. He didn't hardly praise him. He's just like, oh wow. And then he just carried on. Like what a stud. I thought he I thought Chris Rock handled it well. Regardless of Will Smith or any of that, I just I was impressed with Chris Rock and how he handled the situation. I thought they both handled it well. <laughs> you thought you thought that that was handled well. Hey, listen, were appropriate. Listen, listen, love, love will make you do crazy things, Nils. <laughs> you guys, do you remember uh, his wife cheats on him so often? Yeah. Like, I don't know what love does. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Chris Rock's joke against them at the 2016 Oscars? No. He was making fun of them again. Apparently, Chris Rock got it out for him, but he that was the year that there were all white uh, nominees, and so Jada Smith made a big claim that she was boycotting the Oscars, and she wasn't going to go, and then Chris Rock got up there and said, like, everyone's talking about Jada, Jada Smith boycotting the Oscars, mm -hmm. and then he's like, wasn't she in, like, a TV show? Jada, Jada Smith boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's party. I wasn't invited. <laughs> and just just roasted her for like you're not even part of the Oscars you're not here you're not in any movies and now she's got alopecia apparently so yeah. I don't appreciate fake diseases not that alopecia is a fake disease but people who claim they have fake diseases like you still have your eyebrows do you have alopecia you don't have eyebrows Jada right. oh with that being said, I am excited for I Am Legend 2 that was recently announced. So, And you better mention what he won the Oscar for since it's a sports podcast. Uh, for I movie I haven't seen, but I'm interested to see the movie about the Williams sisters and their dad. No, no. You put Venus or Serena against the 700th best male tennis player, Venus and Serena get wrecked. 
No, I would never. If I got free tickets to a front row seat to Venus and Serena, I wouldn't even consider going for a second. <laughs> I'm going to get the Well, how baller is it, though, to walk up on the stage, no one dare step in your way, slap the host, mm. 10 minutes later, you win best male actor of the year. <laughs> I'm glad they accept your trophy. What? I mean, he's Will Smith. He's legit. Do you think that's gonna? Do you think it's gonna impact his career at all? No, he's not for the worse. His career is in good shape. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Um, what's what is um more likely that Will Smith will get blackballed and not be able to be in movies? Is that more likely, or is it more likely that there's going to be a listener who's still listening to the podcast at this this uh, moment? We're probably about an hour in. Whoa. What's Bree doing right now? She's is she close? <laughs> she left. Okay, I that, commend anyone who's still sense. here. She may want to see maybe what what happened at the end of this podcast. I uh, yeah I. Definitely him getting blackballed is the more likely scenario um, rather than someone being here still listening. Um, the, although I don't – he basically – Will's making his own stuff now. He's making Bel Air. Will's uh, a very strange guy. I don't like his kids either. I like Denzel Washington personally. I thought Denzel's. I don't like Denzel either. Oh, I think Denzel's I like. I like Denzel. I like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's great. I do like Morgan. Are we just naming black actors at this point? <laughs> we're just, now we're naming actors at the end of this hour. I'm a black actor. End this thing. End this thing. We can talk amongst ourselves after this is over. Oh, I'm an hour. I need, I need to go to bed. I need to wrap this thing up. You know what? My next, next week's topics, I'm bringing in the 10 most overrated actors. <laughs> Is Coach K going to be one of them? Which means you should probably reevaluate your life choices.